Amen. Today we begin the series on pause and pray. These booklets are available. These are our life group Bible study booklets. If you would like to grab one of those on the way out, that would be very helpful for you. And we encourage everybody to be in a small group of some sort, life group, connect group, accountability group, ministry group, a small group where you get to know everybody else in that group where you can support and pray for and grow together on a journey. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me in them to Psalm 100, please? Which is one of lots of places in the Scriptures we could have read this morning, but we'll refer to this psalm and other passages as we work our way through. Psalm 100. It's a thanksgiving psalm, so in some sense it would be more relevant for next Sunday. But here we go, I'm reading for the New International... New English translation, which is the translation on the screen this morning. Shout out praises to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with joy. Enter his presence with joyful singing. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks. Praise his name. For the Lord is good. His loyal love endures and he is faithful through all generations. This theme of pause and pray is a priority the pastoral team, the church leaders have identified as an area we need to grow in as a church. We need to grow in these areas personally in our own individual habits and disciplines. It has been appropriate feedback but also encouraging to have some very honest conversations with people who have been very open and vulnerable about some of the difficulties they have with prayer. We all know as followers of the Lord Jesus that we should pray and the reality is some of us struggle with it big time. Some of us suck at it, we're terrible at it but some of us are very good at it. So we can learn from one another and we can encourage those who find this difficult It's very helpful to be honest. We're not comparing ourselves with one another. We're all about growing into becoming better as the Lord Jesus wants us to be. So we want to do this personally. We want want us to grow in this area, particularly in our families. It staggers me the number of families that the mums and the dads are not having devotional time or family altar or whatever you call it. Spiritual input into the lives of your kids. I know you're busy and I know it's hectic and I know it's frantic and I know you've got a thousand things you've got to get done. This needs to be a priority somehow. Find a way to get this discipline into your homes. Mums and dads praying together and then also with the kids, modelling and discipling. If you're a single person or you don't live with someone else uh, in a family situation, whatever your stage in life, then for you maybe you need to find a close prayer partner or a close mate, someone that you can be very honest with and you can hold each other accountable in on this issue of asking each other honest questions. How are you going with your prayer life? And praying together, sharing together, journeying together. We want to also grow as a congregation and we also want to grow as a church. Pray both in our church services but we've got five church services. So there is another avenue which is this corporate dimension of where all five services come together to pray where we have a prayer meeting where the building is full like this for prayer and for no other purpose for us to come together to hear God and to agree together as we seek his face not just for ourselves but for our community and for the churches around us 
and for the people who don't know the Lord Jesus yet. So this morning we begin. What is prayer? It's a good place to start. What is prayer? I guess if we took a survey, we'd come up with all different sorts of answers. My answer is this. Prayer is a conversation with God from my heart. It's a conversation that I direct to God. It's with him and it's from my heart. It's something I mean. It's something I am involved in. As Josh reminded us last week, prayer is not a performance, but it is something that we do. It's not an outward act or a show. It's not something we do to compare ourselves or to show off before others, though sadly it can become that. That's not prayer. That's something else. Prayer is not twisting God's arm or manipulating him. You know, God, if you won't do this, then I'm not going to do that. Or if you will do this, then I will do that. It's not, that's not prayer. Nor is it trying to impress God. As Josh reminded us last week, there is no minimum word count. There's no specific time frame. There's no holy tone that is required. There are no magical phrases, words or expressions that we are to use or repeat or chant. Though you can, if it's meaningful, if it's helpful. There is no particular posture which is essential, but again, you can, if it's helpful. In fact, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 comes closest in the scriptures where men, not women, men, are instructed to lift holy hands to God. There's a posture to assume. It's the closest the New, the New Testament certainly comes to instructing on a posture. And there is no formula that's mandatory. When I became a follower of the Lord Jesus, I was told in no uncertain terms that when you pray, what you have to do is pray to the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. That's the only way to pray. To the Father, through the Son, in the name of the Son, with the assistance, the work of the Spirit in you. Can you pray to the Spirit? No, you pray to the Father. Hmm. Well, that's generally true, but it's not absolutely true. There is no set formula. In fact, we're going to talk a fair bit this morning about worshipping and praising God right at the beginning, but you don't have to begin that way. In fact, the Bible says sometimes you ought not to begin that way. You may need to begin with a time of confession, of cleansing. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 that if you're bringing your gift to the altar in the temple back in his world, um, and there remember, you're in the process of about to worship God, and there remember that someone's got something against you, leave your gift to the altar, go first and be reconciled to the person who's upset with you or you with them, and then come back and complete the act of worship and prayer. Don't begin with praise, begin with reconciliation, Jesus says. So there's no set formula that we have to follow. Well, what is prayer? It's a conversation directed to God from my heart. It's me talking to God. Prayer is a choice. It requires concentration and focus. In prayer, I'm not just saying words, but I'm being very honest, sincere. It's from the heart. If you like, I feel it and I say it. But as I'll say again in a moment, whether I feel it or not, I mean it. I'm serious about what I'm saying. And it's usually best if it's simple and specific. Prayer does not replace work. Some people believe that, well, you pray 
and I'll work. Well, prayer is work. And prayer is not replacing the acts that we need to be involved in the good works. Prayer is not a supernatural activity, though it connects you with someone who is supernatural. Prayer is me simply talking to God, a natural person, an ordinary person, using my words. Prayer is not God's psychotherapy or self-help method. You need to pray so that you'll feel better. It's not its purpose. Prayer is not just for the weak. It's for those who are smart, for those who are strong. It's for the silly as well as the wise and the foolish. It's for everybody. Prayer, it's close, but it's not quite a wish turned towards God. I wish I could have a new car. Now, it's not quite that. That's close. Because it's not that because a wish is more in the area of uh, what I want. Um, Just me asking and getting. Though in prayer we are asking for the things that we need. And prayer is not just listening. It's talking. Clement of Alexandria, third century bishop. So, you know, nearly 1800 years ago, he defined prayer as prayer is conversation with God. That's it. It's as simple as that. That's me talking to God from my heart. Let's break that down. In prayer, we talk. We don't just wish, as I said, or hope, or even think. Unless my thoughts are directed to God. It's not meditating on the scriptures. It's not being involved in acts. In prayer, I am talking. I am expressing my thoughts, my feelings, my hopes, my dreams, my fears, my struggles. It's me talking out loud, usually. So you can pray silently. But it's still you using words. Your words. Not Elizabethan words. Not these and thous and thines. Though some people find that helpful. But really, prayer is you talking in your words to God from your heart. It's not formal language, though on occasions it can be. In the church context it can be, at weddings and funerals, at ordination services and particular government functions and so on. It can have a formalness to it. I wrote down a formal grace. You might want a copy of it. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, giver of all blessings, we would give you heartfelt thanks for the bountiful meal set before us and for the hands that so lovingly prepare it. In the name of him who loved us and died for us. Amen. That's a good prayer, isn't it? And it could be appropriate on occasions if it's more formal. But I don't pray like that. Rhonda doesn't pray like that when we give thanks at home. It's just me talking to God saying thanks for the food, asking him to bless it and use it to nourish our bodies that we can serve him. Prayer is me talking to God, using my words, expressing my thoughts and my needs, my struggles, what's on my heart. It's a close personal conversation between two people who love each other. That passage I read, Psalm 139, talking about how God watches over us when we were being formed in our mother's womb. God knows us intimately, cares for us passionately. Psalm 8 verse 4, the psalmist says, 
When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, and see the sun, the moon and the stars that you set in place, of what importance is the human race that you should notice them? Of what importance is humankind that you should pay attention to them? God loves and cares for us passionately. And so the more natural we are when we talk to him, the more real it will become for us. I've nearly finished all of this definition stuff. Prayer is not a religious speech directed to a divine audience. We're not there to impress God. We're there to talk to him, to connect with him. Prayer is not a grovelling petition of a servant before an arbitrary master. Nor is it some vague spiritual thought that we just sort of throw up into the ether somewhere, not directed specifically to God. Prayer is me talking to God about my stuff. What's important to me, what concerns me, what's on my heart, talking to him about that. Prayer is a conversation directed to God from my heart. It's to God, not my bud. He is my best friend, but he is God. And it's me talking to the King, to the Sovereign Lord, the one who transcends us. And he is transcendent. We can experience him in reality, even though he is beyond us in terms of being able to describe him adequately, let alone imagine him. So the pastors got together and the pastoral team involved in selecting this process before God, saying this should be the priority for us this year to learn how to pause in our lives and pray, talk, have a conversation with God honestly. We spoke about some of the things we're going to do and the pastors came up with these Here are the attitudes or the motivations that when we come to pray, these should be present. So each week, over the next 10 weeks, we're going to pick some in the morning, one at night, and they'll sort of parallel each other, if you like. And so these are the things we want you to learn and experience. Next Sunday we'll talk about being thankful, that when we talk to God, we should be thankful. And we'll expand that. When we pray to God, we should come with faith or expectation. There should be a sense of earnestness or boldness when we pray. There should also be honesty. But there's also the necessity for perseverance and also for discipline. Being humbled, but also praying childlike ways. We need to be biblical in harmony with God's will. And we also need to be dependent and responsive to his spirit. In prayer we need to be listening or attentive to what God is saying. We need to be forgiving and we may very well need to be repentant. We certainly need to be submissive, accepting God's responses. And this morning we want to focus on we should have a sense of awe, reverence, respect, a worshipful attitude when we come to God. We're not... He's our Father and we are his children, his sons and daughters. And we can come to him any time and... I've said before on several occasions and just recently, uh, one of my favourite verses um, is Ephesians 3.12, New Living Translation. Because of Jesus and our faith in him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome. It's a beautiful verse. But he's still God. He is my heavenly Father. When my kids were young, If they came to me and they simply said, 
could I have 20 bucks? And I wouldn't have given it to them. There's a certain process you have to go through. There's a relationship. It's, they come into my presence, they will say hello. They will greet me. Oh, wise and venerable father. <laughs> could I please have $20? Of course, my humble child, here you go. The child just rushing into a parent's presence and demanding something, that's rude, isn't it? There aren't many parents who would let a child get away with that. There are some, because they're just not confident or sure what to do. You should stop them, correct them, model for them, show them, teach them. No, no, you can ask that, but in a moment. Let's first just chat. So we should have this way of beginning prayer when we talk to God. When we've got stuff we want to talk about, how do we address him? Well, this is where this attitude of reverence, of respect comes in. Tonight, Pastor David is going to do the flip side of this, which is intimacy. That there should be this closeness with our Heavenly Father. But this morning, he's, I'm focusing upon he's our Father in Heaven, which reminds us that he's distant and he's different. He's holy. He's like us, we're made in his image, but he's not like us. He is above us. He's the king. He can't be fitted into any of our theological boxes. He is outside all of them. He always remains himself. Regardless of how close and intimate he becomes with us, he is still the king. He is still sovereign. He is always distinct. And we must always remember that and have this attitude of reverence which should permeate, be a foundational attitude to us as we come to our loving Heavenly Father. We are to honour or to adore Him. That's a very sensible way to begin. <laughs> to honour God for His greatness, both of His character, but also of His deeds. He is the one before whom even angels bow, worship. When John saw an angel... He did something which was wrong but understandable. John fell at his feet. He bowed before the angel because angels are intimidating and um, powerful beings. But it's wrong because the angel corrects him and says, no, 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 I'm like you. I'm a creature. He is above us. Worship only him. It's that sense of remembering he is our heavenly father, high, sovereign, there's an old saying which says, don't just stand there, do something. When it comes to prayer, it's don't just pray something. Stand there. Pause. Think. Who am I talking to? As we approach God, we lower ourselves. So it's the hello of the conversation. How do you say hello to God? How do you normally begin? Maybe you've never thought about it. Well, it would be a good time to do so. How would you describe yourself when you come into God's presence? When you approach him in prayer? How should we do so? Well, all different ways, depending on moods and needs and all sorts of things, of course. But how should we when we approach the king? In the movie The King's Speech, there is a very sad scene well, from my perspective as a father, it was sad. But it illustrates this point. 
It's weak when Elizabeth is a Elizabeth is a little girl. Her dad is the king, and he, she, and her sister come into a, a hallway somewhere, and the dad is standing there, and they're sort of mucking around because it's my dad. And then through the process of the conversation, he corrects them. I'm not just your dad. I am the king. So how do you address me? It's always your majesty. That's sad from a human point of view, the relational thing, but he is always the king. He can never not be the king. In one of the Michael Douglas's better movies called The American President, you've seen this movie? It's a good movie, you should see it. <clears throat> Some of the morals in it aren't great, so no, you shouldn't see it. <clears throat> Uh, Michael Douglas is the president, Martin Sheen is his chief of staff and they're best mates, been mates through university and whatever childhood and so on and now he, uh, Michael Douglas is the president, they're playing pool and he's widowed and he's got a, a feminine interest in somebody else <coughs> and he's talking to Martin Sheen and he is the president, Michael Douglas says, can't you just call me Andy? Um, we're playing pool for goodness sake and we've been friends all our life. Why can't you just call me Andy? To which he says, Martin Sheen's character responds by saying, you might very well be my best friend but I will never call you Andy, not in private, not in public. You are the president and I'll always address you as such, Mr President. That's appropriate. It's a bit like that with our Heavenly Father. If Jesus graciously bends the knee, comes into our world and says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. That's a wonderful privilege. But he's still Lord. And it's that attitude that we are to have as we approach him in prayer. Psalm 100 verse 3, the passage we read, Know the Lord that he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are the sheep of his pasture. When we come to God in prayer, it can be very helpful to develop this attitude and to use his titles of who is he. Not meaninglessly, but meaningfully of understanding them. Another illustration, I better wind it up. Back in 1788, when the United States elected the very first president, George Washington, he had fought the battles, he was a general, he had mates and friends who used to call him George. When he became the president, the first item on the agenda of Congress was, what are we going to call him? The people who had rebelled against and didn't want any more royalty and titles and kings ruling over them were adverse to using um, large titles. So they said, how about we call him George? (laughs) Uh, Mr Washington? One person came up with... um, His Highness the President of the United States of America and Protector of the Same. His Highness the President. You try putting that on your business card. And of course, you know what happens. He becomes known as Mr President. Again, it's a title. It's of respect. I think it's helpful for us likewise. The scriptures are filled with titles and we should use those of the Lord when we come to him in prayer. Why? Three quick reasons. Because he's worthy of it. He is awesome in power and knowledge and he's present. He loves and watches over us and he guides us and he gives but he is sovereign and is to be respected. 
Secondly, why should we do this? Because adoration sets the right tone for the conversation. It reminds us who we are addressing, whose presence we've entered, whose attention we have gained. It reminds us of his identity and of his, his inclination, his titles. And adoration also prepares us. It realigns our priorities. It realigns our perspectives. There have been times in prayer when I have been pretty furious with an issue or a situation or a person and I come before God in prayer and when I address him appropriately. But I don't just rush in and dump and pour out. When I remind myself of who I am talking to, this situation takes on a totally different perspective. And I get to adopt some of his heart attitude towards the situation or the person. That's a very good reason to maintain this perspective. Well, how can we do it? How can we develop this habit? Like anything, if you're, going to, if you're not very good at it, then it takes practice. And everybody knows the adage that practice makes better. <clears throat> you need to work at it. And like anything, your golf swing or driving or learning to cook or whatever, you'll improve and you'll become more comfortable with using his titles and so on. Well, where can I get help from? Well, God's titles and things are concentrated in the book of the Psalms. <clears throat> read through the Psalms and read them carefully. What does this teach me about God? What does it teach me about me and God? and my relationship with him. Might be hard to find one, but I'm sure bookshops still have them. Uh, or sometimes churches now are selling them. Go find a hymnal if you don't have one. Find a hymnal and use that part of the hymnal which talks about the, the songs of praise and thanksgiving and adoration and get it so that it's yours and even think about either chopping it up and then putting those particular songs that you like into your own journal or even glue them into the front or back of your Bible. That's the advantage of the old-timers who still have hard copies of these things. That's a very helpful practice as well. Take some of the songs of praise, some of the ancient songs which have great theology in them, and you can use those. Sing them to God. Close the door. Make sure it's soundproof and sing those to God. Use the list A to Z of God's attributes which you can readily find in numerous places or even the prayers of the church. Prayer books and so on contain... Very helpful outlines. I don't like using those. Well, it's okay, don't. Do things that are going to be helpful to help you grow and understand. Even the Lord's Prayer. Let me share this with you, then I'm going to pray. You can take the Lord's Prayer, which will remind you of who he is and who we are. Each line of the Lord's Prayer. For instance, our Father. He's the Father. We're the child. Hallowed be your name. He's God, holy, to be revered, with a worshipper. Your kingdom come. He's the king, with a citizen. Your will be done. He's the master, with a servant. Give us this day our daily bread. He's the provider. We are the recipients. Forgive us for our sins. He's the redeemer, the saviour. We're the sinner. Lead us not into temptation. He's the guide we follow. Deliver us from evil. He is our protector and deliverer. Your kingdom, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. He is the sovereign Lord who is worthy of praise and honour. So, brothers and sisters, this week, pause and pray. And when you say hello to God, think about some of his titles and attributes and of talking to him about those reminding yourself of who 
he is the one you're talking to. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, you are our sovereign king. We are the subjects of your kingdom and we bow now before your throne. We come to you in the very precious name of the Lord Jesus. And we also come with the assistance of your spirit. Today we focus on your sovereignty, your strength, your greatness. You are exalted on your throne above all creatures in heaven and on earth. You rule over all. You are supreme over all. Therefore, Lord, we acknowledge that you have the right to do whatever it is you please. The counsel of your will is always good and wise. Thank you for the way that you have worked in the past and in the present and in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you continue to work out your sovereign purposes and that you can promise to work all things together for good to achieving your purposes. Help us to recognise and to submit to your supremacy over us. Lord, receive our adoration, our reverence. We bow before you on your throne and we exalt you through the same, Lord Jesus, who is the King of kings, Lord of lords, in his name. Amen. <clears throat>